the John Schneider Show on Wyman and Bob every Thursday until draft day with Seahawks general manager John Schneider. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. It went so well the first time we said we should do it again. Let's do it the following week. And by God, he said, yeah, let's do it. The one, the only John Schneider. Seahawks GM is here with us live from the Virginia Mason Athletic Center. How are you, man? Good. Tired? Good. We just got done with meetings today. So, yeah, college guys got out of here today. And it seems like we were just here, right? So, yeah. You said 7 to 7 to me at one point? Like, is it 7 a.m. to 7 We started going later into the evening so the guys can get home quicker because we're starting, uh, you know, the combine's longer now. So, uh, you know, it's a full week, so the guys can get home for the weekend, spend time with their families. Uh, you know, there's that, that, that uh, storm in the Midwest, too, so we're trying to get those guys home and, and uh, give them a little downtime before we go to the combine and then right into, the, uh, right into all the off-season uh, pro days and everything. Well, let's, let's start with what you, what you heard Dave talking about there in the update, a guy you're familiar with, Bobby Wagner, now out there. Of course, we got a million texts from people. Hey, you got to bring him back. Yeah. Bobby's got to come back, right? Yeah. Uh, Seattle, great. What, what do no, you think? No, he's obviously an amazing <laughs> player, icon, Hall of Famer, all that. Uh, he's not officially released yet, so uh, oh. he's not on the waivers. So uh, congratulations to whoever scooped that. But uh, yeah, no, he's he's uh, he's technically still on their roster, and uh, so we won't be able to speak to his agent for a minute or two, which is actually himself. So yeah. yeah. What, by yeah, the sure. way, what yeah. what does that mean? We're reading the details. So the release becomes official. The Rams will save five million in salary cap space, but they incur a seven and a half million dollar dead money charge. Now they have the option of designating Wagner for a post June first release, which would save them eight million. What Yeah, I don't want to get in his specific stuff. Well I mean just that so, terminology. Yeah, so we used to have uh post uh June first releases and that, that basically doesn't doesn't get um that doesn't count in your cap this year. It gets pushed into 2024. So, they're, they're so that's saying, what they're, they're doing. Now you can designate it early. You can say, hey, this, this player we're designating, we're going to cut. We don't have to hold him on our roster. You know, you don't have to have, because he counts on their, uh, he would count on their 90-man roster with the old rules until June 1st. Now you can designate a player and say, hey, he's going to be a June 1st guy. He's off our roster. He, his, his, the dead money gets pushed into 2024. And then we have the the ability to uh, sign somebody in that in the roster spot. So he can go talk to other teams and all that, but it becomes official well, on released, their yeah. Well, and, and it's up to them when they release him, you know. So we have we have uh, plenty of time here before the new league year starts, so mm. they can release him at any point. So you guys are heading to the combine next uh, week. The Indy Combine. Yeah, it's yes. kind of that's that's the Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> right it there. is a mixer, that's for sure. Yeah, those but are late. Those are long weeks. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So where are you? We've been kind of going going chronologically, you know, up to the draft when yeah. when we uh, have our last show. Yeah. So where are you right now? You mentioned the meetings that you're having. Yeah. You signed a couple of players. Yeah. So. Well, that's a lot of, there's a lot of questions there, Dave. Can I go one at a time? Or yeah, let's go with yeah, uh, okay. they told us not to ask okay, so. uh, double-barrel questions, <laughs> and uh, I just ignore that. Yeah. I ignore it. No, uh, we just got through uh, about 1,150 uh, players uh, in the last, I don't know, uh, 10, 12 days. Uh, so now we've dwindled that down to, let's call it, uh, 300 uh, in, in vague terms uh, on our front board, uh, which is one through seven. Uh, we'll go to the combine. Uh, you know, we'll have all the medicals, all the psychological testing, all the workouts, all that kind of stuff. We'll get all of our questions answered um, as many as we possibly can at the combine, and then uh, uh, you know that'll that'll come down to you know two twenty ish, two fifty, 
Um, it depends on the quality of the, of the year or the quality of the, the class every year. Last time we talked last week, you know, I was talking about, you know, you have to evaluate the classes and everything. So um, this looks like a solid class, uh, you know, good depth. But uh, uh, so, yeah, so so we got we got through that process. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking about it uh, yesterday. Somebody asked me, like, well, how many is I think it's my 30th now. So, like, you know, I'm thinking about I tried counting up how many days whether that was just, like, doing advanced scouting when I was with the Packers or, like, how many days that is in the city of Indianapolis, right? So <laughs> I think it's close to, like, a year, you know? Wow. So, yeah, yeah. You're a part-time yeah. resident. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've been, yeah, paid wow. taxes in the state of Indiana, so. Hey, yeah. when you guys do those interviews there. Yeah. Who's in the? Who asks the question? Is it you, Pete, and position coaches, or Scott? Who's asking the Yeah, it depends. The it depends on uh, schedules. So we'll have, you know, primarily, you know, the the uh, area guy will be in there, uh, basically introducing the player to to everybody. Pete, uh, the coordinator, myself, uh, Matt, uh, Matt Berry, Trent Kirshner, uh, Aaron Heinlein, uh, Jason Barnes. We kind of have guys, you know, coming and going. Noah Teasley. Uh, and then you have, you know, you have, we also have, you know, another group with, you know, whether Willie Schneider, uh, Nolan, Matt Thomas, you know, all these other people that, you know, we're meeting with, um, we're meeting with a lot of, uh, agents and, you know, to discuss in our players and, and, uh, trying to figure out, uh, what the lay of the land looks like, you know, I meet with a ton of general managers down there. So it's, it's really fluid. It's, it, you know, we get done, we used to go into the, to, to the interviews, we used to go into like, you know, like 11 o'clock at night and then you'd start some meetings after that. So it'd be like. Two o'clock in the morning, and then we'd be getting up at six. So, Jeez. you know, you're, yeah, it go, it's, it's intense, and they've, they've, you know, with TV now, they've, you know, um, they've really they've drawn it out. So, you know, you have the primetime workouts. So we have interviews with these guys at eight o'clock in the morning. Start at eight o'clock in the morning. We go like Monday and Tuesday, I think, in the evening, and then, uh, yeah, then we then we do it in the mornings and, and, and try to knock it out there. But, uh, you know, like I told you guys before, the physicals are huge, uh, the psychological testing, the interviews, and then trying trying to get as many questions as we possibly can, uh, uh, questions we have on these guys answered as we head into the spring so we can kind of keep, you know, uh, um, trying to figure out who the person is. Yeah. Any, uh, over the years, any stories? come about in oh. those uh, in those interviews that you that you remember <laughs> i have uh yeah we could do this all day if you guys want I, really, yeah. like, I, uh, I have um my very first combine was uh i mean like i said 30 years ago and it, it, it's, it's actually a train station an old train station where the players stay and so i was like a you know i think i was an intern at the time or just becoming on full time and, and no i was just, i think i was still an intern at the time and uh and they, and so they put me up in one of these these. It was actually like a, a you know a, a train car that they they made into a hotel room where a bunch of the players stay and everything. And you know they had an extra one, so that's where I stayed. And uh, I had to be in the tens um, on the ten yard line timing at say let's call it nine o'clock in the morning or something like that. And um, shoot, I you know I, I set the alarm and everything in this room. You know we had our flip phones I think or <laughs> the big the big bomber phones from the TV or whatever. Sure like it was a brick. Like you're calling in the yeah. <laughs> The fighter planes or whatever, and uh, I don't even know if they had, uh, um, you know, watch or clocks on them or whatever. And I set the I set the alarm, and you know, I wake up and and uh, and go in the bathroom, and there's another clock in there, and it's like I'm like I'm like 45 minutes late. I'm like, oh, smokes up fired. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, okay, I'm putting my contacts in, and I'm like, all right, well, I can go back. I can go back. Um, 
I could definitely, I think my high school would hire me <laughs> as, a, as, a, as the head coach. I think I'd have a shot to be that. I could be the coordinator for sure. I'd be the head coach in about a year. I'm thinking of all these things I'm going to do. I'm just going to go straight to the airport. And uh, when you want, I'm like, you know what? I'll just grab my backpack and just go over there and see what happens and see what's going on and see if I can just kind of like BS people, BS my way into this <laughs> thing. You've been there the whole me. time. Yeah. And uh, I, I walked out of the, uh, I walked out of the hotel and never forget there's a big Catholic church with a big uh, clock there. And it's, it said, it said uh, 10 to nine. And I'm thinking, Holy smokes. Like, I, and so the clock in the, the clock in the, in, in the room was wrong. So I just oh. like hauled butt, went in there, sat down, and like nothing ever happened. You were early. Yeah, I was 10 minutes early. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> that was you were talking about the questions in the room, though? That was your first year. That was right? my first year. Yeah, I was fired. Yeah. I was fired before I even, like, yeah. even walked into the RCA dome. I, was, I like that you're thinking about your future as a high school football coach. <laughs> I could be a coordinator. I could yeah. do that. I could yeah. do that for sure. <laughs> yeah. then maybe I could be the head coach. Well, yeah, no, asking the questions is what oh, you're Oh, but yeah, yeah, some of the players, like some of the yeah. questions or yeah. answers that yeah. you get. Yeah, so uh, there was a lot. There was a period there where I was kind of the youngest guy in the room. So whenever we had to ask, uh, you know, the the tough like you know dating questions or drug questions or failed drug tests and all that, we we were interviewing. Uh, we were in we were in Green Bay at the time. And we're we're interviewing, and there's like you know there's like ten of us packing this room. Poor dude sitting in there, and and uh, and so I'm asking him all these questions, and he he got. He ended up uh, failing a drug test, had to leave a, a really good school, goes to another school, has to sit a whole year, and he's doing great, and then fails another drug test in August, so he can't play until like halfway through the season or something like that. So he misses a ton of time. And I'm asking him the questions that would happen. We're going through the whole thing. And, and uh, uh, the gentleman in the room, an older gentleman, was <laughs> he just kept was on this guy. Like, but I don't get it. You know, that's just dumb. That's just dumb. What are you doing? Like, well, I can't understand what you're doing. And so he just, now he's kind of starting to yell at this this poor this poor young dude who's really ended up being a damn good player. <laughs> but uh, and and he, he's on him and everything. And and uh, and he's just I just don't understand it, son. Why did you do it? Why did you do that? And he's like, I- I'm sorry, coach. I was I was sitting in the middle of the couch and I was next. <laughs> they were passing around a bowl, and I was next. <laughs> like, what do you mean? But you give points you know, for honesty. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I mean, he was just, wasn't lying. I mean, it just happened to him, I guess. But uh, we had another, we had another famous running back that was like, uh, you know, coaches are talking about scheme and you know, outside zone, inside zone, all, well, all that kind of stuff. They're going through everything with him, and and somebody's like, hey, you know. Uh, you consider yourself to be a really good, you know, you consider yourself to be an inside runner, outside runner. Are you more comfortable running inside or outside? And uh, he's like, are you kidding me? Have you seen our new indoor facility? <laughs> he's like, I never run outside anymore. <laughs> I work out in that indoor facility all the time. And there's awesome. a million of them, yeah. Yeah, there's a ton of them. How, how much have you had to change your approach in those questions? With It's a different culture now. you got to be careful what you say. Totally. I remember I had Brian Billick on a show yeah. over a decade ago. Yeah. And we were talking about interviewing players. And he, I thought it was hilarious, but it probably wouldn't fly these days. He said he had a player sitting in front of him and he had a list of things that they'd gotten in trouble for. Yeah. And he's a brilliant player. And he said, yep. I just asked him. Are you dumb or are you a thug? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, no. I was like, whoa, yeah. you know, the, the, it made no yeah. sense to him. But these days you've got to be much more careful. So mm-hmm. is that is that something you guys t- talk about going in? Like, Definitely. Right, we want to know this, but you got to ask it in this way. Or Yeah, Matt Berry, you know, uh, does a great job of, of uh, well, we, we have, we have uh, you know, there's, you know, the what politically correct questions you can answer and everything. Uh, we used to ask, you know, some, you know, 
we used to be able to ask like very pointed questions and um now it's you know you have to be very careful but matt Barry does a great job for uh the, the staff coaches and in, in, in terms of setting up the questions uh that we have specific to the players so you're not just getting in there and saying hey you know uh, you know, who's the most important person in your life? You know, uh, where were you raised? You know, how many siblings do you have? It's like, it's all about, you know, uh, football fit, character fit, what they've overcome, what kind of grit they have. Uh, you know, are they going to be able to fit with the position, our position coach, that you know, the guy's coaching them? You know, how, how does this whole thing come together? Matt does a really good job putting the questions together specific to the player. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, every guy is totally different. How much time? I'm sorry. How how long is the interview? You got a fifteen minutes. Yeah. So is there somebody in there yeah. going, "All right, guys, time's there's up." There's horns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, there used wow. to be. There used to be. It used to be wide open. So when I started, you would literally get outside a room. It was like a embassy suites kind of set up, in, mm-hmm. you know, in the downstairs, and you would literally, you know, I, you know, you'd stand in line, uh, waiting for specific players. That every every team had a room, and you'd stand outside. And, uh, um, you know, there'd be fights between, uh, you know, coaches and scouts and everything trying to, like, you know, get a guy to come in a room and everything. And um, But you'd stand there. I'd stand, you know, when I started in the league, we'd stand in, I'd stand in front of, like, the Raiders room for, like, you know, hour, hour and a half waiting for Willie McGinnis to come and, you know, <laughs> interview with us, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's totally changed now. So what they did was they, they set up a clock. There's two horns and a one horn, and it's over, and you got to get out of there and move on. And so Jeff Foster's done a great job of setting up a whole schedule for all the players. So you say, hey, we want to interview these players. They get in, they get out. Now we've moved over to the, the Dome, so it's even different. You know, we started last year. So other than being, <clears> like, <throat> at the games – um, and that's where you can really tell something. I remember you were on the sidelines for a Russell Wilson game a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing how they operate the film, obviously. But what about, you know, is it the combine and the senior bowl where it, it's most telling that where you can really see what a guy is really all about? I would think especially like at the senior bowl, getting coached by a professional staff. Yeah. How they react, stuff like that. It has a lot to do with it. But I think, uh you know, Dave, my, 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 myself in particular, I don't get noticed. So, like, going to the games and seeing those guys play live and just, you know, watching the warm-ups and all that and, like, you know, just being down there in, in, um, in the pregame, seeing how they conduct themselves, how they interact with their teammates, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So seeing them play live in a game setting is great. The We have a, a lot of our questions built up from the fall. Then, So seeing a guy play live, great. What are the questions from that game that, you know, arise? And then seeing how they handle themselves mm-hmm. in, a, in a bowl game, all-star setting. To your point, Russell's was uh, the Big Ten championship with uh, Kirk Cousins. Wow. Yeah, and everybody's like, you got to get there super early. And, um, you know, like he's out there two hours before the game. So, mm-hmm. and it, it was, it was legit. You ever had your mind changed on a player you went into an interview with going, I love this kid, we love him on film, we love what he does, but maybe he gave you an answer to a question where you went, oh, yeah, oh, I don't know about that. Like, you just changed your mind from the way you went into that room definitely yeah definitely happens uh happens often but what can happen is you don't want that to be you know the end all and the be all either you got to keep your mind open to okay maybe you know maybe this is his 10th interview or to your point earlier maybe he just left the room where you know a coach was just totally on his butt like you know because some 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 um you know some guys can interview people in a pretty harsh manner right they want to see how they react yeah and uh so you can get guys that are just kind of when when they when they come to you they're they're kind of shook, you know. So you don't know if it's, you know, um, you know, 
bad moment or a bad day or whatever, what's going on. They might have just found out that, you know, they have a loose ACL and now they're all worried about, like, you know, there's just there's a ton of stuff going on there. So um, to be able to sit there on the weekends here um, and, and be studying and just, like, call those guys up on a, on a speakerphone, just call them up and talk to them or on the Zooms and all that now, but uh, just to be able to sit there and have a conversation with them and really kind of get to know them, and they, then you, you find out more that way. Uh, we've had guys that have had um, poor interviews on the canned interview that they film at the combine because there's an interview in the room and then there's a, a interview that they, they film by themselves. Somebody's just asking them canned mm. questions all mm. the way through. Um, and then we we try to do a bunch at the All-Star Games as well. Our guys do a phenomenal job of it. So to see, a, we've, we've drafted two players that had poor interviews uh, on the canned interview at the combine and then great interviews with our guys mm. at the All-Star Games because they're just loose and they feel great. Yeah. One of those guys that uh, that uh, probably did a good interview was Nick Ballore. Uh, Phil Haynes also. Phil Haynes, yeah. Two guys yeah. that are just awesome dudes. Yes. And I saw on the website, so you signed those two guys. Yeah. And really kind of asked you this earlier, but yeah. those two guys are guys that, you know, yeah, well, Nick's, fill out Nick, your Nick, roster. Nick's a, core, Nick's a core guy, right? Yeah. Core guy for us. Uh, you know, we had run out of um, cash, uh, you know, during the season, cash and cap, uh, to be extending guys uh, towards the end of the season. So, you know, these were two guys that um, Nick's, a, you know, special teams captain. I mean, everybody in this building loves the guy. I mean, he's 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 a he is a he's an organizational dream, stud person, uh, leader of this team. You guys know he's a real funny, got a great sense of humor as well. Very um, self deprecating yeah, yeah, humor. <laughs> yeah, great guy. So obviously, he was a guy that we really want to get done uh, early to let you know other people know. Um, in our team building process, whether it's our own guys or guys around the league, because he's so well respected that, hey, yeah, you know, this is our, our core guy. We got him back. Phil, um, you know, split time with Gabe throughout the year this year. And, you know, the way the, the landscape looked when we got done with our free agency meetings is like, you know what? He, he's on he's on the come. He's doing a great job. And how he compares to other free agents around the league right now is, is uh is is uh you know it's 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 quality so we're like let's let's get him in here get it knocked out you know have a have a strong foundation on the offensive line and 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 check that off the box and he was so excited too so he flew in here all the way uh you know from texas with his suit on i saw that yeah put a suit on yeah very Very cool uh, come on phil like wear a sweatsuit and then (laughs) throw your suit on when you get here you know like i flew all the way from wore that on the plane well i love that he he felt like part of the interview process too right like Really, you're gonna wear a suit all the way? Here? <laughs> yeah, but that's pretty awesome. No, like he's taking it, it yeah. very, uh, very seriously. Yeah. Hey, did you uh, did you watch the NBA All Star Game with 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 tight hands and sweat beats of sweat because yeah. you saw DK going up to pack it or or did you? Yeah, just I didn't know it? if it was real at first. Um, we had just got done with meetings and uh, we took a couple guys across the street to grab a beer uh, before we you know went back to the, the hotel room and uh, yeah. I saw him running around. I was like, "Holy smokes!" Like, he was he was he was doing great. I mean, oh, yeah. I, mean, I was just like, "Oh my gosh, is that real?" And I think I was the last person to know about it. But so I was to know that he was I, playing. I, yeah, I, yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really know what it was, and so I just sent him a text and was like, "Hey, great job in the game!" But 
you were dunking on people like my height and stuff. So, I <laughs> so you weren't he's impressed. Out, he's out there. He's out there blocking some actor's shot that's like five foot four. You know? so, I thought uh, you were going to be, you know, all worried about his I was. Uh, his health and everything. yeah, very much. So you he, just wanted to make fun of him, basically. Yeah, no, no, he's five four. He was actor. He was. Uh, yeah, he took off from you know. So took I, off. From, I could I imagine a couple the, times, and I'm just thinking to myself, "Holy cow! Like, I got to get home and go to bed." Yeah. I can imagine Pete probably likes that kind oh, of Pete stuff. Oh, Pete loves the competition. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, no. We're but different. We're you're sitting different. there wringing your hands like yeah. he might twist an ankle. Very different that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, what, what is it? He, he tweeted out, or maybe it was Instagram, I don't know, but he gets drug tested immediately after that. Is that coi- I always thought that they tested in, in training camp, and then once you passed, you were done. I didn't know it was an yeah, off-season. Yeah, there you thing. go with the tweets and all that stuff. I don't really follow that stuff so i don't really know is it but they can just test whenever they want it's a yeah i guess yeah. in the off season yeah. i wasn't i wasn't aware of that yeah yeah that happened a couple of times you can do me. whatever they want yeah they follow you into your bathroom <laughs> really right there, nice and convenient yeah. and they yeah. watch yes they do they watch every moment yeah. I, had to, I had to do it in kansas city one time with dale carter it was really awkward you did yeah yeah they did everybody they got us up in the morning and went down wow yeah yeah, I always thought that those samples should go on like a Brinks truck. It's always some guy in like a members-only jacket. He <laughs> goes in his Ford Fusion with the sample, and I'm like, that could be tampered with. There should be armed guards. Seriously. I mean, Dale Carter's looking at me, and I'm like, does he what? Am I supposed to take this test? For him? And like, What's going on? What are we doing? I mean, yeah. It was real weird. We had to go in this bathroom, and and and, and yeah. What one of the things we were we were talking about before? There, I think it was uh, AJ Brown said something in the press about you know they're talking about extending Jalen uh, Hurts. Yeah, and he he made a comment to their GM like sign him, get him signed or whatever. Oh yeah. Do, does he, that have any impact on on a GM? Like if if DK came up to you and said you got to get so and so, you got to sign Gino, or you got to resign Tyler, whoever it is. Yeah. Well, does that yeah, impact has an, you at all? Sure, it has an impact because you know their passion, where their heart, where their where their heart lies. But uh, you know, it's hard. For, sometimes it's hard for uh, players to wrap their mind around, you know, the the totality of of the, the team building yeah. and what that looks like. And you know, I always tell guys when 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 we meet uh, before they hit free agency that you know we want to reward you as much as we possibly can, knowing that there's a balance here to be a championship team. And so, you know, um, you know when I was. When when my son Jack was still at home, we'd be playing Madden and all that. I'm like, well, it kind of makes sense. So now I'm like, if you guys, you know, if you ever play Madden, you know that you only have a certain amount of money to work yeah. with. This is what your cap looks like, and yeah, you have to choose here and you have to choose there. You have to, you know, I don't know. And so I think, um, you know, it's 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 um, they're looking out for their teammates, but you know, they know at the end of the day, it's a business too. And I think the majority of them get it. You have lots of people that run like a fantasy football. Uh, you know, they're the winners of their league or whatever, and so they, they think they can be a GM. Sure. Yeah. You get yeah, that yeah. a lot. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. killed it. Like yeah. with the fantasy football, <laughs> three years in a row. Yeah. Like I could be a GM. Yeah. Grab dinner on the way home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, are you? I get to I get to yell across the room. You know, defensive lineman. Oh, you get yeah. that? Yeah. You're like, yeah, thanks for the flash, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you had like a notebook that you were keeping. Bill, I, or, uh, Bob, I can't uh, see too good. Is that Bill Shakespeare over there? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. You asked you're, for a reference. You're playing it. I like it. You're playing. You're, you're doing that for a while. You're back to, oh, you want me to say the name of the movie? Yeah. Or the skit. That's Tommy Boy, right? No. No. 
that Bill Shakespeare over there? Well, it's Chris Farley. Yeah. He, did, he didn't follow through with the whole oh. belt adjustment. Motivational speaker. Oh, that's Saturday Night Live. That's on a movie. Matt Foley. Yeah, yeah there we Matt go. Foley. All right, are you happy <laughs> Did Matt Foley have a movie? No. <laughs> Should have. Yeah. yeah, he should have, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Dad, I wish you'd yeah. shut your big yapper. <laughs> <laughs> so in our in our in our in these meetings that we, we we you know that we were in, we like break it up with all that stuff, right? So now we have people in the room that they don't know who, you know, Chris Farley was, and what? so Lou Holt's daughter, uh, granddaughter Haley works with us now, so she's in there, and we're showing her the clip of of Anchorman, and she's looking at us like, so this is funny because. Wow. Really? What? Well, he's a wow. old anchor man. I mean, <laughs> you just, you know, if I have to explain yeah, so it, this is not going to be fun. Got to walk him yeah, through yeah, it. Yeah. Oh man! But we, we, we split up our. Uh, That's tragic. We split up the meetings like that, so we have, we have a blast with it. But yeah, tons of different. So yeah, yeah. What else we got? Ah, so we ran we're out, out of time. time man. Oh, really? Yeah. Dave's looking at us okay. like no more questions. Cool. He's going to. Well, Dave, watch me. I'm going to take this thing on down the road. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Got it. John, we appreciate you, man. All right. Thanks, Do it man. next week. Sounds good. There you go. Uh, There's the GM, John you. Schneider, with us. He'll be with us every Thursday at 4 o'clock as we've been talking about. Really good stuff from him. We appreciate it. Coming up, And, by the way, if you miss any of it, it'll be available on the podcast page for you after the show at seattlesports.com. We'll come back, talk about what we heard. It's Dave. It's Bob. It's live from the VMAC. It's Seattle Sports on 710. Wyman and Bob. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Of course. He knows everything. Knows everything, Dave. <laughs> if you text in and you've been reading PFF and believe everything. <laughs> that's a, That doesn't carry a lot of weight with you. Well, let's just wait till tomorrow for mean texts. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start... You'll, you'll send in your own mean text? Yeah. Okay. Somebody was sitting on a couch, and it was their turn. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff from John Schneider, in case you guys are just joining us now. Uh, it is Wyman and Bob live from the Virginia Mason Athletic Center, Seattle Sports on 710. That conversation will be available on the podcast page after the show uh, at seattlesports.com. But just such a – what's cool about this, I think, is the listeners, the fans get – get some insight into his personality that you know again he's not a guy that's in the media a lot he doesn't do a lot of interviews it's pretty much pete and and he's the face and mm-hmm. it is, he's the voice and all of that but john you see he's a funny guy he's got a great sense of humor and and i love hearing the stories about you know different time talking about guys getting in fights outside of hotel rooms about who's going to talk to this player next and yeah. now they've got it so it's like a drill it's like you get a warning horn and then the horn blows interview done Get them out. Get the next one in. It's funny. I don't know if they were. I don't think they were doing that in 1987. No, they were probably fighting over who's going to speak with Wyman next. No, no. But I don't <laughs> think that they were doing the interview thing. No, no interview. Period. Yeah. At all. I don't think so. Uh, I remember getting a questionnaire, and I was very annoyed by one of them because it was like um, the question was, sometimes I get so frustrated, I feel like crying. And it was like true or false, often, (laughs) never, you know, and everything in between. And I so badly wanted to say always, you know, because that's what you want as a profile as a linebacker in the NFL, that you sometimes cry because you're so frustrated <laughs> or whatever. Great. This guy's going to be sobbing on third and short. And so, <laughs> yeah, you know, so I just I just got so irritated. I'm like, this is the stupidest question. Who in the world is going to answer, you know, yes, always. But that 
that was the kind of thing that that I went through. I don't remember any other kind of uh, interview, but like you said, and you referred to that there used to be, you know, they used to try to shake the guys up and ask them like really kind of personal things like about their relationship with their, with their, their girlfriend or whatever, you know, or what kind of guy are you, you know, and then that's all gotten cleaned up and, you know, yeah, I think what, it, for the better. Was it Des Bryant? The, the, they made news. There was like some really hardcore questions. I thought it was Des. Might have been somebody else where they were talking about like his mom maybe had gotten in trouble and they're asking about that. It was, oh, yeah. it was maybe 10 years ago or so. When I, I can't remember which player it was, but I remember that became a huge deal. Like, wait, you? they asked him what? Yeah. You know, trying to trigger him, trying to get him to respond or react. See those, how are, react. those are clown questions, bro. Yeah, that's right. Ask Bryce Harper, <laughs> they would tell you. But uh, the texts are coming in. Uh, everybody loves hearing from John. Uh, and, and, again, he'll be with us next week on the phone. He'll be at the Combine. Uh, everybody loved it except for the 509, Dave. 509 said, terrible interview, no Geno questions, no draft pick questions, weak. <laughs> well, it's too bad. You know, I didn't even think to ask him. Number one, are you going to sign Gino, and for how much? And then number two, because he would have answered that. Uh, yes, and then number two is, you know, who are you drafting with your number five? Yeah, like, dang it, dang. How did we forget that? That did not occur to me. Yeah, thanks five oh nine. Terrible interview, no Gino. I love it. Uh, thank you, five oh nine. That's a good chuckle. Uh, we asked about Gino last week. Uh, there's only so much they can say. He's not going to talk about he's he's they've said they obviously are working to get something done. We'll see if it happens. They're not going to tell us how much they're going to pay him. They're not going to tell us who they're drafting. So we're we're kind of doing a build up to the combine. We're kind of going timeline wise, you know, just his time as a GM, how it's changed, what they ask, how mm-hmm. and the process, taking people behind the scenes, the the process of, you know, I was curious who's in the room, who's asking the questions of these players. Is it? You know, is it like you and I waving to each other? Wait, I got a follow up question, or do they they yeah. have them written out? All right, Pete, you're going to ask this. John's going to ask this. The position coach will ask this. Yeah, who asked the question? What is the question? Yeah, um, I, I don't. Yeah, like I said, I don't remember any of those. But um, yeah, that's. Uh, I went to the very first combine that was in Indianapolis. That used to be that there was like there was a a scouting service called like. Blesco or Plesco, something like that. And I think there was one in Dallas. I think there was one in Indy and there was one in Florida or something like that. So then they decided to all combine and maybe that's why they call it the combine. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so they, then there was just one that was the very first year, 1987. So um, I don't, think they were doing that like i said there was the sometimes always never uh, type of psychological profile which was you know even at the time like i was all fired up to be in the nfl when i was a little boy you know when i was four years old i wanted to be a pro football player yeah when i was in eighth grade ronnie simpson and i were talking about you know where we uh, what we were going to do and he used to always say what are you going to be when you grow up and don't say pro football player because you'll never make it and then um, uh, flash forward to it was my last year in the league. He was a big Bronco fan. And he came up and t- asked me to sign a card. Ah, Ronnie Simpson did. That's cool. Yeah, but I mean, I I loved that. I wanted I wanted to be a football player. But that was like I'm like this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. You know the this questionnaire yeah. and everything. So that and then it went to the point what you were talking about where they're bringing up personal stuff. Yeah. You know I mean I get that you're trying to get 
a, a grasp on what kind of guy he is. But I mean, look, come on. So now they've got it much more streamlined, streamlined, and you know, better questions. And they well, probably actually talk to psychiatrists. About yeah. Yeah, questions to ask. And it, it's interesting just to get the, again, the behind the scenes. Has anybody ever said, answered a question in a way you went, oh, I didn't see that coming and maybe changed your mind about him? And he said, yeah. yeah. You know, maybe they love him on tape. They watch him on tape and go, man, this guy is ridiculous. Look at this, whatever position. He's crazy. And then they talk to him and he answers a question a weird way where they go, all right, maybe this guy doesn't fit. Yeah. That to me is, is really interesting stuff that. You know, and it speaks to how much they take maybe character into play, and and that's become a bigger deal over the years, I think, for everybody. Sure. Uh, But so somebody could shine on tape and look like just a world beater at every spot, but then you speak to him and you're going, "Uh, I don't know about this guy. Yeah. Well, and how how heartbreaking would that be if you're, you know, you've been watching this guy his whole four years, and then you get to the combine interview, and he's a jerk. Yeah. You know, or he's just like selfish or whatever. Or, or he's a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't know. Well, it's a little bit of psycho's good. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, um, the, the other thing that goes on, though, is that the kids are being coached up. Yeah. Or, you know, here are the responses. So, you know, if you were, uh, if I was an agent, I would tell my, my guy, hey, if, uh, if you're going to the Schneider Seahawk interview, have a joke ready or yeah. Yeah, a movie line or something like that to loosen him up because he likes to he likes to laugh. And I think sense of humor is always really healthy. It's one of the funniest places I've ever been, NFL locker room. Oh, yeah. For nine years, yeah. I mean, just some of the most outrageous, funny stuff ever. Yeah, yeah. Also interesting just his response to, you know, a player approaching him saying, hey, man, you got to resign so-and-so. You know, mm. you know, because AJ Brown was, uh, you know, publicly saying to the GM, "You got to sign, you got to figure out the extension for Hertz. Got to be here." Mm-hmm. Which I get. You're, you got your teammates back. He's your buddy. You also think he helps the team. But as John said, like, yeah, they take it in, but maybe sometimes they don't understand about how we have to put this thing together financially. Yeah. It's easy no. just to go, "We love this guy. You got to bring him back." Well. They want him back at a certain price. You can't go yeah. above this because then we can't fill this spot. Or, so. Well, and I think A.J. Brown said, go ahead and ship me off with wherever he's going if you're not going to sign him. Did he say that? Like that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but um, well, you know what? Do you remember watching Bobby out there talk to John Schneider for a really long time? Yeah. And that was when they didn't sign K.J. back, Bobby's last year. Here. You think that's what they were talking about? I would think so. But, yeah, yeah maybe. Um, well, so, apparently he's got no sway because they didn't bring K.J. back. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder if K.J. obviously not playing anymore, but maybe he'll put his two cents in to, uh, with Pete about bringing Bobby back here. Yeah, yeah, we should have we should have asked John, hey, do you mind if K.J. sits in with us? He wanted to come in. Yeah. <laughs> See what I he- asked K.J. Uh, if he wanted, you know, any specific questions, and uh, he said, no, just in general, I want to pick his brain. But maybe we can get get a K.J. question in there at some point. Yeah, it'd be cool. All right, coming up, uh, Eric Bieniemy said one thing that may not go over well on this particular show. We'll hear about that when we sweep the dial. Coming up with Wyman and Bob, live from the Virginia Mason Athletic Center. This is Seattle Sports on 710. Scanning the airwaves for the most interesting and entertaining stories of the day. Sweeping the dial every afternoon at 445 with Wyman and Bob. New Commanders offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy had his introductory presser today. Dave, I know you were captivated by this and you caught one thing that he said. We'll hear it at the end here that I don't think Bob will like very much. But he also talked about really not thinking about trying to get a head coaching job right now. Being a head coach right now, it hasn't happened. 
It's not anything that's going to impact me moving forward. Because the only thing I need to concern, be concerned with, it's what's important today. Today, I got to be the best person that I can be. I got to be the best coach that I can be. And on top of that, I got to get these guys in this building to learn to trust me, to get to know me, but also understanding what the term accountability means. And so I have to be accountable to these men. All right, so all that stuff about being a head coach, we can talk about that next year sometime. Right now, I'm focused on the job at hand. Eric Bienem is fired up. He's fired up. And you guys will figure that out real, real soon. No. Uh, yes, Bob. No. Yes, Bob. He, ha- he had Two me things. up until that part. I'm like, I like it. I like Two it. Things. I yeah. like it. No. No third person. Nobody. It doesn't work for anybody. It, it's not a good thing. He, he did it uh, in another sentence uh, twice, actually. It's But you know what? Uh, I was... The last time I'd heard him speak was him screaming, probably at me, on the field in 1994 when he played for the Chargers. He was a very feisty dude and always, you know, getting in little fights and stuff like that. But uh, I was very impressed by what he said. Yeah, everything up until the third person yeah, was, yeah. was, I'm on board. Sign me up. Well, and then him and uh, MJD, I guess, were going back and forth about uh, they had been teammates at one point. Maurice uh, Jones Drew. Jones Drew, and so he said, "Hey, give him a, give him a message that he looks uh, a little wide these days." And was talking about his weight. Talking about Drew. Yeah, he was oh. saying that to the <laughs> to the host of the NFL Network, and then whoever the host was was like, "Yeah, he told me to give you a message, and I can't say anything on the air." And they were laughing about it and everything. Mm-hmm. So obviously, he's really good friends. He just he came off as a really nice guy, but I thought he answered that question really well. Yeah. That like, look, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a head coach right now. I'm trying to be the new offensive coordinator here. He's got the, I think he has the tag of assistant head coach. Yeah. So, but, you know, he's very focused on, like he said, where my feet are at. He kept saying that, you know, which is a, a saying about be where you're at, you mm-hmm. know. And, uh, yeah, I was I was very impressed. And I'm, I'll be rooting for him, honestly, because, I, you know, I thought it was kind of a turnaround from uh, what I my perception of him was. And, you know, we'll, we'll see if he's the head coaching uh, variety. Yeah, Bob Stelton likes him. <laughs> Sweeping the dial. Our Mariners insider Shannon Dreyer reported earlier this morning that Cole Calhoun was in the clubhouse and then clarified that he had been signed to a minor league deal pending a physical. So that happened before Jerry DePoto was on with Brock and Salk. And Salk asked him uh, what he liked about Cole Calhoun. Uh, you know, Cole, well, first of all, it's, a, it's you're not going to find a better clubhouse guy than Cole Calhoun. Not really fiery. I, I've had experience with Cole dating back to his minor league years with the Angels and when he first broke in at the big league level. Uh, has a lot of leadership qualities that you look for. He's, he's got energy. He's got passion for it. You know, he's got the, the right amount of, uh, you know, the fiery competitor in him that, that stands out and really kind of rubs off on the other guys. So, you know, that plus, you know, a really good defensive outfielder who can really throw that, that has a history of hitting right handed pitchers in this league. And, and he's a guy that I think will benefit with uh, some of the changes in the shifting rules. Mm. How, how tall is Cole Calhoun? Isn't he like five nine? I think he's taller than that. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I, I, it's uh, like I said, our buddy Luke Arkins hit me up on Twitter as soon as this was out there, <laughs> like because I've complained over the years about Cole Calhoun because he was just one of those guys. You bring up Fletcher uh, in the past; it was Sean Figgins or just certain players. Coco Crisp. Coco Crisp. When the Mariners play him, it doesn't matter what kind of season that player is having prior to that meeting. They could be. 
I remember Cole Calhoun being sent down to the minors, being brought up, and he'd been struggling since he brought you. He was hitting like a buck 80. But what does he do in the three-game series against the Mariners? He comes up with a crucial single, or he hits a crucial home run, or makes a this game-saving catch. It just he had a knack for coming up with the most ill-timed great moment for him and terrible moment for the Mariners. The Mariners yeah, and it drove me nuts. He owes Seager a home run <laughs> that he stole one time down in that corner down in L.A. Yeah. He was playing right field. Yeah, I remember that. Um, he just had a knack. Yeah, that'll. The, you know, now they need to go and sign. You know Fletcher, and, and then just put him on you know the DL or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that that's uh, interesting. Uh, we'll get to know him. I mean, this yeah. hopefully if we'll get a chance to talk to him, and we can tell him how much we hate him. Oh, I would tell him that'll yeah. be an icebreaker, dude. I sports hated you, <laughs> which I think most athletes would take as a compliment because Absolutely. that means they're doing something good that's hurting your team. Yeah, well, and the other thing I can't pull up pro baseball reference right now, but. I remember looking at the splits, like, has he really had that much success against the Mariners? And I don't remember it being, like, overwhelming, but there were moments. They were well-timed. Like you said, yeah, just (laughs) crucial. Sweeping the dial. It certainly seems like Lamar Jackson will be on the Ravens next year, but ESPN's Jeff Darlington was outlining why it could be a very contentious relationship moving forward after something gets done. With Lamar Jackson... You know, I think there is going to be a lot of drama in the coming weeks, if not months, if they put the, especially if they put the non-exclusive tag on him. Ultimately, whatever tag they put on him, all the talk that we have about the different tags and what it means, the end goal here is still to get Lamar on a long-term deal. You know, that list, he was, he was pretty high on the list you sent, the 32 quarterbacks. Um yeah, and I just remember, you know, it wasn't that long ago he was in his prime. So, yeah, that's uh, for the Ravens. I don't know. Do you think John Harbaugh, maybe behind the scenes, is kind of like his brother? Maybe a little irritating to the players? <laughs> he and, just wears you out after a while? I don't yeah. know. He doesn't seem as obnoxious as his brother, but maybe he is. I, I don't know. This is such a weird story because, remember, he was... He, missed a bunch of time because of an injury and there were some implying he could have come back but he was worried about his finances and yeah. what was it Sammy Watkins I think was it Lefko that was saying something about him not being out there and mm. yeah it just seems like it's been it's been a little dicey I'll say that and and you know I, that doesn't mean they're not going to get something figured out and they may very well tag him just to buy time and 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 you know make it punitive for another team to come in there and try to swoop them out of there they're gonna have to surrender draft picks in that case yeah uh but you know that that allows them time to hammer out a long-term deal what he thinks he deserves versus what they think he deserves what they think he's uh worth is always that's always troublesome could be a very big gap there so i don't know it's gonna be fun to watch (laughs) we know that earl thomas had problems with uh, the people in jet, uh, they had problems with him in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> they had problems with him. Maybe it's them. Maybe yeah. it's the uh, the franchise. Yeah, who knows? All right, coming up, the Mariners lineup could receive a significant boost from one player in particular. We'll talk about the importance of that coming up. It's Wyman and Bob live from the Virginia Mason Athletic Center. This is Seattle Sports on Seven Ten.